Let's go. Man, I gotta say, I love it when you guys send in lots of questions and responses. It makes doing this show on Saturday so much more fun. If you didn't know, if this is the first time that you're listening to this show, uh, usually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I do a news show uh, about Nintendo. And then on Saturdays, uh, you guys dictate what the show is going to be about. Sometimes I ask questions and I'm, I look at your responses and sometimes people send in ideas and we use the hashtag AskRJS, that's A-S-K-R-J-S on Twitter, uh, to get your ideas on the show. So big thank you to everybody out there who's done that. And uh, big thank you to patrons. Uh, if you want to get Switchcraft and all my other content ad-free for as little as a buck, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp, become a patron, and support the show. With that, all that out of the way, um, I got enough stuff today that I may have to break this into two parts, but I, I promise I'm going to get to everything that I've put in the show notes, uh, although one part may come out today and the other part may come out tomorrow, just depending on how long I talk about each individual thing. So let's get started, and I want to focus on our first question of the day. Uh, came into us from Tom Ferguson on Twitter. Uh, they said, I've been thinking more. Actually, let me click on this to open it up because there was actually two tweets in this uh, in this thread. Uh, they said, I've been thinking more that older games should get ports for the Switch. For example, the original PS1 versions of Crash and Spyro games. The remakes are amazing, but they're not as good when playing on other consoles or PC. This will also give us a chance to play the original Resident Evil trilogy because I doubt we will see new remakes of 2 and 3 anytime soon. Uh, well, first off, thank you for sending in the, the, the comment and the discussion point. And I think that you kind of are on to something. We look at uh, a game uh, on the PS4, like Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3, which I haven't played at all. But Resident Evil 2 on the PS4 is gorgeous. Like this is a complete remake of the game from the ground up. Everything is brand new except for the story and the puzzles and, and things like that. And it's really, really gorgeous. And really, there's there's no chance that that is going to be ported to the Nintendo Switch. Not because uh, the Switch isn't a good place for it, because it would be, but because it's just too like it's too graphically intensive. And because it's so graphically intensive, the Nintendo Switch just would not be able to handle it. So the idea of porting this game to the Switch. But un-upresed, uh, un like just the original emulated on the Switch, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I bet that there's a lot of people out there who would pick it up out of um, just out of nostalgia. And I think that that's a really good idea. So my question to all of you for next time, um, I'm going to send out a tweet right now. So my question is, do you think that older games should be ported to the Switch emulation style rather than remaking them? Or do you think that remakes are the way to go, even if that means that the game wouldn't be able to run on the Switch like our our, our original question, uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3? Uh, I just posted that on Twitter. So if uh, if you want to check that out and reply to that, I am at RunJumpStomp 
on Twitter. Nintendo, please hold. One moment. Thank you, may I help you? And in Seattle, at the company's U.S. headquarters, they listen to the customers. And our next question comes from Leonard Strauss. Uh, He says, uh, at Run Jump Stomp, have you tried gem hunting in Luigi's Mansion 3? I think the devs shouldn't have made these collectibles totally optional. I have discovered so many cool puzzles and hidden areas as a result of treasure hunting. Reminds me of collecting stars in Mario 64. All right, so thank you very much for the question. I disagree. I I like that the developers made the made this kind of collectibles thing completely optional. And the reason why I think that that's a, a good way to go is because it allows me to get what I want out of the game and be done with it if I want. But at the same time, it gives people who want to go above and beyond a reason to do so. So maybe, you know, I get to the end of the story and I finish the game and I'm like, all right, I'm done with it. I don't need to go back and collect everything. I'm done. Whereas apparently, you know, you, Leonard, are having a lot of fun going through and finding these cool puzzles and hidden areas. It's it's extending the game for you. But I also get to have that feeling of accomplishment from finishing the game. So I, I I really like when a developer makes a game that can be finished in a short amount of time, but has a lot of extra stuff for people who want to deep dive into the game. I think that that's better game design than requiring everybody uh, to go through all of the collectible stuff in order to pad the length of the game or force people into uh, experiencing these puzzles when maybe they've had enough and want to move on. But I I really like your question, and I'm going to uh, push that same question out to everybody else. Uh, do you agree with Leonard, or do you agree with me? Uh, so I'm going again, that's at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter, and uh, find, find the tweet and reply. And, you know, by the way, uh, if you are looking at this on Saturday, uh, if you're looking at my tweet, uh, Twitter stream on Saturday, that's when you'll see when I'm recording, I, I have a bunch of tweets coming up all around the same time. Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic one and get Sonic two free act now. Okay. Our next question comes to us from uh, bean boy. Uh, and they, they asked, Hey man, I have a question. What is your opinion on the cooking mama scandal? I really want to hear your opinion on it. So uh, here's, here's for those of you who don't know, and I didn't cover it because it seemed to have resolved before I, like, I had found out about it and then it had already resolved. So I ended up just moving on. But basically, uh, here's what the scandal is. There were rumors that the game was using your Nintendo Switch processing power in order to mine for cryptocurrency so that the third party, the developer, could make extra money while you were playing the game, which sounds absolutely horrible and should never be allowed um, without my knowledge, my express knowledge and, like, pop it up every like this is the kind of thing where every time I start the game it should pop up a thing and say do you want to allow us to do this and I could say no go away that's not all right all right um uh, however apparently that is not true now uh this was tweeted out by the official uh cooking mama 
uh, Twitter handle, uh, Cookstar Mama. And it says the internet is alive with rumors that Cooking Mama Cookstar contains hidden cryptocurrency slash blockchain capabilities that are causing the Nintendo Switch to overheat. This is absolutely incorrect. All right, so when I first read that part, I thought, oh, see, they're trying to get around and and say that the Nintendo Switch is overheating. And that means that they can say, well, it's not overheating, so therefore you can rest assured that everything's fine without actually addressing the idea that they that 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 cryptocurrency or blockchain stuff is happening in the background. But then there's a second um a, a second sentence. It says at Planet Entertainment, we explored both blockchain technology and cryptocurrency tokens. We looked at these options as a means to allow players to trade in-game assets. However, we only explored the theory behind the concept, not implementation. Cooking Mama Cookstar, nor any of our other titles in the past or near future, will utilize crypto technology. Uh, so it seems like the rumors are false about it actually happening, or they're straight up lying, which I don't think that they would do because that would have all kinds of repercussions that would hurt them in the long run. So I, I'm going to take them at their word that it's not happening. However, you know, they did say at the end, in the near future, we're not going to do this, but that doesn't mean that they're never going to do it. And I don't like the idea of a game that I buy using my hardware to make money for somebody else outside of I bought the game or I'm giving them money. Like those are the only two things that I'm interested in. I don't like the idea of having ads in my game. At like I think NBA 2K something. I don't know if that happened on Switch, but I think it happened on other platforms. But the NBA, there was an NBA game where there were commercials, actual unskippable commercials, which is horrible and should not be allowed to happen. I don't like that idea. I don't like the idea of you know, my CPU cycles that I paid for being used to make money for somebody else uh, because, you know, that means that maybe my Switch or my computer or my PS4 or my Xbox or whatever it happens to be might wear out faster than it would have otherwise. So I, I don't like the idea of that. Now, for some reason, and we don't know what the actual reason is, Cooking Mama Cookstar has been removed from the Nintendo eShop. We don't know if it's because of this, because of the uh, the rumors that were going around. I guess you can still get the physical version of the game, but as of right now, when I'm recording this on Saturday the 11th at 2.47 p.m. U.S. Eastern, if I go on uh, Nintendo's eShop, I cannot find Cooking Mama Cookstar, either for pre-order or to straight up buy it uh, either way. So maybe, maybe there was something. I don't really know. Um, as far as how I feel about the controversy, I feel like they've addressed it and uh, everybody should move on unless it turns out that they're straight up lying, which I doubt. Like it's, it would be so, so very, very bad for them to straight up lie about it.
So that's the new Super Nintendo Entertainment System. What about it? They say it has 16-bit technology, whatever that means. Oh, I see. What else do they say? That it has 3D graphics and digital stereo sound, and that Super Mario World is included. Okay, okay, we'll get it for them. Webhead sent in our next question. They said, could you explain the logic of turnip prices in Animal Crossing New Horizons? It seems like they're all over the place. Example, all of Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, by the way, were posting low hundreds, but I was lucky enough to find someone with a $384 bell price on Twitter for turnips. Anybody know how the prices are generated? Um, If we knew how the prices were generated, then we would be able to figure out exactly when we should sell and when we shouldn't sell. Now, there is some there there are tools out there that people are using where you put in your prices each day and it tells you whether or not you should sell. I've never really used those, but I've had people in the Discord mention these things to me. I I find it's just easier to be part of a large Discord and discuss turnip prices. Uh the first week that I actually bought turnips, which was not the first week that I played the game, uh, but the first week that I bought turnips, I bought them for 102 and I sold them uh, on a listener's island for 500 and something. It was a crazy high number. And then the second week I bought them for, I think it was 92 and turned around and sold them for 400 and something. So, so far, I've made a lot of um, a lot of profit off my turnip prices, and so every Sunday, I'm going to buy almost the maximum amount that I can, like a full inventory's worth of turnips, because we have a an active community, and using uh, you know working with the community to share when we have good prices is good for everybody involved. Uh, and that works on Sunday too. You know, you log in on Sunday and uh, you can, if your turnip prices are like 50, you know, if you can, if you can buy them from the, the um, runny nosed pig for 50, uh, then of course go to the discord at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. We've got a channel called um, switchcraft. And you know what? I really should make uh, a channel just for Animal Crossing because it's so huge right now. Um, maybe I will look look and see if in in there. And if you don't see an Animal Crossing specific channel, then um, you know hop in the the Switchcraft channel. But share your turnip prices because if everybody's working together, then we'll all make more money and we can all pay off our houses. And like. My, I'm currently on the final house and I have to raise 2.7 million, I think, in order to pay off that house. Uh, but I'm not too worried about money at this point because now it's just about me buying furniture, buying clothes and doing infrastructure things like, you know, getting the, the best bridges and the best ramps and things like that. Or, you know, maybe spending money to move buildings from one place to another. And... um you know, I feel like I'm close to the end game, even though I have not rolled the credits on it. Anyway, I just wanted to let people know that, uh, no, we don't know, Webhead, 
um, how the, the prices are generated. I'm going to assume there's just some kind of algorithm that, that, uh, you know, rolls the dice and sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you don't. I feel like this time around with this particular animal crossing, we are going to do so much better because social media is so prevalent and people have ways to connect to others more easily. So we're, I don't want to say abusing the system, but we're taking advantage of the system in order to make sure that we get our best turnip prices. Thanks for the question. Our next question is not really a question. It's really more of a statement or a correction. I was recently talking about why we ended up buying a bunch of different copies of Animal Crossing. And I said that because we wanted to be able to play on different switches all at the same time. And uh, Logan Lenkowski tweeted at me and they said, I don't know if anyone has told you, but when sharing a game from eShop across two switches, both people can play online at the same time. I did not know that. So thank you very much for sharing. He wasn't the only one who reached out with that information. I got a bunch of tweets um, about that. So thank you, everyone uh, who sent me messages about that. Um, No, I did not know that. I still uh, think that it's best for me to buy a copy for each person who's playing it, if for no other reason than to support the developer. Now, with that being said, I also... Like, that's not something I would do with my PS4, not because I don't want to support the developers, but because my PS4 and the other PS4 in the house are always, always connected to the internet. They're always connected to the internet, whereas my Switch is not. And if you're not connected to the internet, you can't play your game. And I don't want to, I don't want to go to play the game and not be able to because of the internet. So... I buy a copy for each Switch. That way we never, ever have to worry about that. Uh, However, I did just buy Final Fantasy VII Remake. I played about an hour of it this morning. It's it's amazing. It's so amazing. I'll end up talking more about that in the future. Uh, But I've been playing that game, and I only bought one copy of that. And, you know, the, the PS4 downstairs, if my son or my niece want to install that and uh, play it, then they can, and I'm not going to buy another copy because guess what? Those devices are always connected to the internet, so I never have to worry about it not working. Electronic fun with computers and games, the magazine of the computer age. Easy to read, witty, and informative, it's the ultimate magazine for gamers and computer users of all ages. So at this point, I have gotten through roughly half of the uh, of the things that I wanted to talk about today, and we're about 20 to 25 minutes in, depending on how, how I edit this. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut this off here, and I'm going to have another like a part two that will come out tomorrow. So uh, thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already, follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's at RunJumpStomp. Of course, join our community Discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. There's over 1,200 people in that Discord waiting to talk to you about video games. Uh, and of course, you can come and watch the, the show recorded live on twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And again, hit me up on Twitter at RunJumpStomp and use that hashtag to get your thoughts on the show with AskRJS. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to check out 
the other shows on the network. I highly recommend you do, especially Breaking the Panel. It's a great show all about uh, fandom in general. Uh, head on over to gstu.net. And if you are looking for ways to support the show, there's a thousand ways to do it. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And uh, the music that you are about to hear is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I'm out of here. You guys have a great day. I will see you tomorrow with more of Ask RJS. Take it easy. Take it easy.